Also, we continue, inshallah, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, hamdan yuafi ni'amahu wa yukafi wa mazida. Wa salatu wa salam ala khayl anam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam. Nina wa na'atalim wa ta'alim wa tadakkir wa tafkir wa naf'a wa l'intifa'a wa l'ifada wa l'istifada wa l'dua'a ila al-huda wa l-dalalata ala al-khayr. Wa al-hathi wa al-tamaski bi kitab illa wa sunnati rasulillah ibtigha'a mardati illahi wa kurbihi wa thawabihi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Praise Allah subhanahu wa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the most high, the most glorious, the most magnificent, the most beneficent. And we ask our Lord most high and exalted to send copious and eternal blessings and salutations upon our beloved Prophet Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam. And we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which we teach and learn and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. So alhamdulillah, so we'll just go through. So if you can't see a book, either sit next to someone who's got a book or if two people have got a book, give it up to someone who hasn't got a book. Can everyone see one? Alright, so as we normally do, just for the barakah, I will recite the Arabic. So he says at the end there, قَالْ مُعَلِّفْ رَحِمُهُ اللَّهُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ وَعَنْكُمْ نَفَعْنَا بِهِ وَبِكُمْ He says, وَعَنْ إِبْنِ عُمَرْ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَى عَنْهُمَا قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَعَلَيْهُ وَسَحْبُ سَلَمَ إِذَا دَخَلَ الْمُسْلِمُ الْمَسْجِدَ فَقَالَ بِسْمِ اللَّهِ وَبِاللَّهِ وَالصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ وَعَلَيْهِ السَّلَامُ وَرَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ قَالَ لَهُ مَلَكَاهِ he says, it was, re it was related by, can everyone say that in the PDF, what page is it? 40. 40? On the PDF. So if you've got the PDF, it's 40, and in the book it's 46, right in the middle. He says, it was related by Ibn Umar, So this is one of the, um, the that the envoy of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said when a Muslim enters the mosque and says, Bismillah wa billah wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi, in the name of Allah, by permission of by the permission of Allah, and may prayers and peace be upon the envoy of Allah, and may the peace and mercy of Allah be upon him. Two, the two angels, or his or his two angels, will say to him, "May Allah also bless you. You have spoken the best speech after La ilaha illallah." So, again, the Imam's teaching us, the Habib's teaching us about how how to to connect to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how to maximize the bonuses and the benefits that we have in terms of what when we go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he says that this is by Ibn Umar and the tradition is that when, when people like Ibn Umar, Ibn Abbas, Mas'ud, all these people, when their names are mentioned that we say radiallahu ta'ala an huma. Huma in Arabic means two. So when we say Ibn Umar, we say radiallahu anhu an huma because it's him and his father Umar Allahumma anhu. So Ibn Umar, is, he, he narrates a lot of ahadith and he was very, very strict in his application of the jurisprudence. And a lot, some of the Hanafi madhhab is taken from, from, um, from what he says as well. He was very, very stringent in terms of his application. So he says that Allah, the Prophet of Allah, the envoy of Allah, والسلام, he said that when a, when a person enters the masjid, this is one of, there's, there's about four or five different Masnoon um, du'as for entering the masjid because the Prophet spent a lot of time entering the masjid. It's one of the things he did copiously. So, that being the case, there's a lot of different du'as for that. And this is one specific one that we say Bismillah wa billah, salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah 
So whoever says that, the angels, Rakib, Wa'atid. As we all know, we all got two angels, one on our shoulders, Rakib. He writes all the, the good deeds on our right shoulder, Al-Atid. He's on our left shoulder, Allah writes all the, the bad deeds. And they're still angels, they're still with us all the time. So they say to the, to the person, they say, May Allah also bless you, you have spoken the best speech after La ilaha illallah. Because the best Ahsanul Kalam, the best of all speech, is to say La ilaha illallah, and then secondarily to make salawat. And some scholars say that even salawat, if a person says Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, it's also a good speech, uh, because a person says Allahumma ya Allah. It's a, it's a, Allahumma is a request from Allah, ya Allah. Send your blessings and salutations upon Muhammad wasalam. But it's, it's agreed that it's the best of all words And they also call it Al-Kalimit Tayyibah That the, the, the most pure of words is La ilaha illallah Alright, so then we go on And he says Al-Kiram subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says that the second intention is intended by intended intend by these actions to make a pact with your Lord, so as to be among those who are ennobled by and granted intercession with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So if we read a little bit more the, the explanation will come there, it's it's taken from one of the verses of the Quran. And he says, Kama qila fi ma'ana qawlihi لا 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 يملكون الشفاعة إلا من اتخذ عند الرحمن عهدا قال قال الصلاة في الجامعة أو الصلاة في الجماعة he says that it was said about the meaning of Allah subhanahu wa taala's word in Surah Maryam Mark yeah Surah Maryam he says none none shall have the power to intercede except the one who has made a covenant with the All Merciful and what is meant is the congregational prayer. So we'll keep reading before we explain it. He says, um, Every time it says, every time it's Abi, it's got Ibn in this one. And Abi Sa'id al-Khudri, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, qala, kharaja alayna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam wa sallam wa nahnu sab'atun faqala, fahal turiduna ma hal تريدون ما قال ربكم قلنا الله ورسوله أعلم قال فإن ربكم يقول ما من تطهر في بيته ثم مشى إلى الصلاة تعظيما لحقها ورغبة في فيها وإثارا لها على غيرها فله فله عندي عهدا ألا ألا أعذبه أبدا. It was narrated on the authority of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri that the Messenger of Allah, the envoy of Allah sallallahu alayhi came to us when we were in a group of seven and said, Would you like to know what your Lord has said? We said, Allah and his envoy know best. He said, Verily your Lord has said, Whoever purifies himself, in other words, performs wudu in his house and then walks to the, to the prayer, honoring the greatness of its rights, desiring it and preferring it over all else, then a covenant between him and myself shall exist whereby I shall never punish him. So the the, the rewards, of course, because you know that's that's and the, and the shafi'iyah, the, the prayer in congregation, it's it's farad uh, kifiyah. That if there's no if the if the um, I can't remember which one of the, the Sahaba when they went to Yemen 
after the Prophet of Allah Sayyidina Abu Bakr, he gave him the instructions. He said, you know, if I go there, because a lot, there was a time of Ridda, the time of um, apostasy, or Ridda is not apostasy, it's a renunciation of the deen. So people after the Prophet died, Ali said to Sayyidina, they, they started, you know, to lose it. And plus, you know, people had different intentions, the Imam wasn't strong, or whatever, when they became Muslim at the time of the Prophet Then they, they renounced their faith when Allah Azza wa Jal. And so Sayyidina Abu Bakr, you know, he said, that's it. Everyone's got to get themselves straight. If they don't get themselves straight, it's the declaration of war between me and them. Even, you know, the Arabs, they wear that black thing, the, um, you know, they wear the, the sheet and they wear that black thing around it. That's an iqal. They used to come from the, the leg of the camel. Even that. He said, if they didn't pay that in zakat and they didn't follow the five pillars and they, didn't, they weren't proper Muslims, then there's a, there's a war between me and them. And that, that time was a bit different. It wasn't a declaration of war, so to speak. But there was a lot of fitna. There was a lot of... Um, there was a lot of treachery, but there's a specific word for it. Uh, the, I can't recall the word at the moment. Where dissension. Where people... There's a lot of dissension that went on and people talking bad about the Prophet saying, And then others coming out saying they were prophets. There were six people after the Prophet passed away. They came and said, we're prophets. Revelation came to us. And they even fought. They even had armies and they fought against the Muslims. So one of the reasons why the Shafi'i say that is because they said that if you, if you go... The, the, Sayyidina Abu Bakr said that... I can't remember which envoy it was that he sent. He said that if you go there and they're not making the Adhan and they're not in congregational prayer, that means they've gone off the deen. But when he went to Yemen, mashallah, he found them. Al-Iman, Al-Iman Yemani, the Prophet Sallallahu That Iman comes from Yemen or has a Yemeni flavor to it, if you like. He said that, alayhi salatu wasalam. Well, hikmatu yemaniyya. And uh, wisdom is also, it's got a Yemeni flavor to it as well. It's from there. So, it, it, it's a big thing. It's a big thing, the establishment of, of mosques, the establishment of masajid, and, and the, the believers go there to congregate and pray. Because we know that the, um, uh, the hadith also says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He, he loves people praying in congregation. He prefers that, that two and four, you know, the, the hadith goes on like that, gives the numbers, that two and four up to eight. Allah loves those people if they're praying in congregation. And the bigger the congregation, the bigger the congregation, the more the, the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descends. In the masajid, that's where the rahmah of Allah is. That's where it comes. The, the, like, you know, they say like New York never sleeps. As if it does. Of course it sleeps. The only two cities that don't sleep are Makkah and Medina. They're the only two cities that don't sleep. Makkah al-Mukarramah and Medina al-Munawwara. It's 24 hours ibadah. Like, just think about that for a sec. Not in my knowledge, there's no other faith that has a place or two places or no other way. It doesn't, never slops. It never sleeps. There's people always going there making salawat, visiting the Prophet of Allah and going around the, 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 except when they do the, the renovations in, in Mecca and even in Medina. It's never, never, there's always somebody there worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's a house of Allah. And the, the scholars talk about that the rahmat, they come, you know, there's a hundred rahmat that descend at the Kaaba and then there's 60 for the, the, those who are making tawaf and there's 30 for those that are praying and there's 10 for those that are looking at the Kaaba. And the scholars say that's, that's from a hadith. And the scholars say that the rahmah for all the other masajid, all the other mosques, 
goes from there to goes from Mecca to all the other mosques throughout the world. And then where does the rahmah go from there? It goes into the houses of Allah and those who pray, the Musalleen, they carry it on their shoulders. They take it home, in other words, if they're going home, hopefully. They take it home. So that means if you've got a brother, if you've got a husband, if you've got a father, encourage that male in your home to go to the house of Allah. And if there's a place where there's... Because not all the masjid have places for women. <coughs> if you can go as well, you go and take that rahmah. Bring a home into your home. And then the state of the home was wherever there's the rahmah of Allah, the nur of Allah, the shaltin, the shaitan, the, the satan, the evil jinns, they won't be around. Demons, they won't be around. So frequent the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the, the, there's, a, there's a condition though, it says, and then walks to the prayer, honoring the greatness of its rights. In other words, honoring the greatness of, um, and this is one that we're not very good at in Australia, honoring the greatness of the rights of going to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even before getting to the house, the haqq al-tariq, they say, the rights of the road. How many times have you been to the masjid and they go, car number, registration, blah, 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 is parked across someone else's driveway, every time. And now Ramadan's coming up, and then there's taraweeh, every, every single night, every single night without fail, Every single night, there'll be, brother, park this white Corolla or whatever, you know, go pick up your car, go move your car, because that's not, that's not giving it, that's not, that's not honoring the greatness of its rights. A person can't go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, and make oppression to others. This doesn't work that way. Then the other one is, when a person goes, don't stink. I know it's like I'm you BO, just keep it under control if you can, whoever goes there. How many times have you been to them? My brothers know, I don't need to tell them. Sisters think, no, nah, the guy's just genius up. No, it happens all the time. You go there, the guy's socks are all stank. And you have to make sajda. You have to make sajda in the place where the bloke was standing and it's all stank. It's nasty. You don't want to go there. You don't want to put your head on the ground. You don't want to spend time in sujood. You know? Or the guy they just ripped, you know, garlic lebo style, you know, they killed it of the garlic. And went there, <laughs> dropping the bombs of burps. Is it true or not true? Am I exaggerating? Brothers, help me out here. I'm not exaggerating. I'm actually keeping it under control more. Right? You go there, وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ Allah SWT says it in the Qur'an. وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ He says that, going there, and I know we're all working. I know we're all working on Friday. I know the brothers, they always, you know, Habibi, just, you know, you're not, you didn't come on the back of a camel from somewhere to come to the masjid. You're in the car. Carry a set of clothes. If not, put an izar and a shirt at least. You know what I mean? What's it called? Deodorant, right? Spray it underneath your arms. Spray it underneath your armpits. The other thing is, it's for the men. We have to shave our armpits. It's not from the... the all the prophets used to do that. And if you, if you shave your armpits, you won't be stank. It doesn't matter even if you're not using thingity bomb. B.O. Basha. That's, that's why I can't remember. We call it B.O. Basha back in the day. Deodorant. Right? It's part of the whole thing. And then put some, keep a nice little bottle of atar or whatever. You want to use perfume? Malash or whatever it's called. Aftershave or whatever. It's okay. But go there smelling nice. Go there smelling nice. Because people want to concentrate. People want to concentrate on worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal. That's part of the rites of the masjid. That's part of those, the rites of the masjid. And if you see something in the masjid... You know, whatever it might be, pick it up from the ground. 
pick it up from the carpet. Don't leave the masjid dirty. And the rights of the masjid, don't go around flipping fans and lights and opening windows and closing doors. The masjid have people who are responsible for them. Speak to, if you're hot or cold or whatever, speak to the responsible individual because you might open a window that's never been opened before that can't be closed. And then it rains, or you don't know. Or the classic story, the one brother, the one, these guys were going and they went to a town and um, it was in the middle of Ramadan and it was nearly dark and they turned on the lights in the, in the, in the masjid. And then 15 minutes later they made a van. And the local townspeople came running, that, what's going on? They said, oh, you know, we, turn, we came, we turned on the lights and then we made a van. They said, so, so you're telling me that you got to turn on the lights 15 minutes before Maghrib? They said, yes. They said, the, the custom in our town is that we can't hear the adhan from that far away. So when the lights, the, we know that in Ramadan, when the lights of the masjid go on, that's the time for us to break our fast. The whole town broke their fast 15 minutes early. So we don't go touching things in the masjid that don't belong to us. It's not ours. It's not our house. And then they kicked them out of the mosque after that, by the way. <laughs> right? So we don't go around touching things, opening things, turning on fans, turning off fans. There's people who are responsible. You talk to those individuals. Well, just suck it up for a while. You'll be right. You know, it's, it's okay. Because we don't know what the... Unless you're a local, you come, you go all the time, you know the deal. That's a different story. That's a different story. Right? So the, the rights of the masjid have to be... And the rights of the path on the way to the masjid. And that means having the intention. And when we, when we talk about the, um, uh, the intention of walking, and, and that'll come up inshallah. But those things have to be there. Desiring it and preferring it over all else. So a person is not just going there because they have to go there. Yeah, the person's going there to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the person has to have that, that, that push, that impetus, that desire. That it's something that I want to do. I want to go to the house of Allah. Like you're a kid, remember when you were a kid? For years it's a lot easier than me to remember. But parents wanted to take you to visit those cousins, those relatives, their relatives. You didn't like to go. So you know, oh, come on, mom, do I have to go? Let's do this, let's go somewhere else. Because maybe there wasn't kids there. Or the classic one, you know, the auntie always wants to kiss you. You know, he's got like a moustache and that. She wants to get you and kiss you. Like, get away, you don't want to be kissed. Or whatever the story is. There's some reason why you don't want to go, right? But you go because your parents take you. Or... If you're married, your wife wants to go, you don't want to go. Your husband wants to go, you don't want to go. You go begrudgingly. That's not the type of going to the masjid that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeks. It's that a person is going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his house. That's the type of... And then, وَإِثَارْ uh, لَهَا That a person's even ready, preferring it over all else. So that's probably good. It's الْإِثَارْ is... is, is um, to prefer someone else over yourself, even if you're in need. So that means that it's the case when we go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In other words, like sacrificing from other things to go, you know, go to the house of Allah. The, the boys are bad at this. The brothers in Ramadan, like now it's May Ramadan, they'll probably be state of origin on. And it starts at the time of Taraweeh and things. So they don't, you go on that day, on that Wednesday, hardly anyone in the masjid. So I'm not making it up again. The brothers know. Every year it's like that when, it's, when, the, when the Ramadan's in winter. Why? Because there's something more preferable. And you, don't worry about the state of origin. Well, that's rugby league. No, the state of origin is rugby league. So don't even worry about that. You see the first four or five days of Ramadan, you, you have to pray outside if you come late. 
packed. So many people in the masjid. So many people there. And then what? In the middle, what happens? Then um, you come 15 minutes late, you pray in the second saf. It's all right. No problem. You pray in the second line. No worries. And at the end, Laylatul Qadr, all these things, everyone gets pumped up again. In the last couple of days, I was going to say, oh, it's over. Back to my old ways. So the ithar, the one prefers to go to the house of Allah than anything else, basically. Why? Because that's the house of Allah. That's where Allah is, subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's where the anwar, that's where the rahmat come. That's where the ata', the fayiz, that's where the gifts from Allah start. In the house of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. Then a covenant, ahad. Is that the word he used? Indallahi. Falahu indallahi ahdan. Allah yu'adhibuhu abada. It's a pretty good deal, don't you reckon? It says that. He will, I will never punish him. And there's a word that should be ever. Right? Ever should be at the end of that sentence. Because Allah means not, not going to happen. So it's double benefit. First is that the covenant between that individual and Allah, Allah, he won't punish him abadan, ever. That word is actually missing there. Which is pretty, it's a double, it's a double guarantee. That he won't punish that individual ever. For what? Going to the house of Allah. Haven't you heard the story of the blind? I've heard it was a Sahabi, but I don't think it was. The No, no, he wasn't blind. He put on his, his thawb, because on, on Fridays for men it's, it's sunnah to wear white. So he put on his thawb, and then he's going, his clothes, and he's going to the masjid. On Fridays it's sunnah to go early. He was going early in the morning. And then... Uh, then the, the, shay, the shaitan came and splashed, splashed him with mud and whatever. Astaghfirullah, no worries, this, that, that, this. He went back, changed his clothes, came again. He splashed him again because he doesn't want him to go. He splashed him again with mud. And then uh, he, he went home, got changed again. Then this time, then this time, the sh- then this time the shaitan came with a donkey. And he said to the man, no, I'll take you to the measure, jump on the back of the donkey and I'll take you. And he took him and took him and took him. And then the man was asking the question, what's going on? He goes, what happened was that I was trying to make you to the shaitan. You know, not the shaitan, a shaitan, a demon. Then he goes, I was trying to make you go back so you won't go to the masjid. But every time you say, oh, that's all right, alhamdulillah, make istighfar. And then you go back and still have that commitment to go to the house of Allah. So Allah forgave the sins of, of the, your hay, your little area. You're like, what's the hay? Like, um, neighborhood. You know, and then... Then he came again, and the same thing happened again, and he said, don't worry, it went, got changed again. And he gave, the, then Allah forgave your whole village. And then, then the third time, I didn't want to do it, because if I do it and you keep going again, Allah will forgive the whole, the whole nation. So I bring the donkey and I bring you to the masjid, off you go to the masjid. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the way, apparently it's a true story. I don't know. Right? That, that's, that's the connection of the people of, of, uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the house of Allah. That's the connection. They don't just give up. Yeah? They don't give up. They know that there's something there. They know there's something beneficial. And in this case, it's ahad. It's a covenant. It's a promise, in other words, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, that, that a person will never be punished. For what? Going to the house of Allah. And particularly for the men in the, in the five congregational prayers. I like Duhr and Asr. It's a bit hard depending on where you work and which area and what you're doing. But Fajr, not too many people you know, will miss out on Fajr. And certainly Isha, being at you know, 9 o'clock, 8.30, whatever, whatever time the congregation prays in your area. So at least those two, the Fajr and Isha, 
brothers have to get in the congregation with. And if not, a, the person's heart is connected to the masjid. I wish I went there. I want to go there. How come I can't go there? Ya Allah, make it easy for me to go there. Then that covenant exists. Is there any questions about that? Tadbun. When you go to the masjid, let's say you're waiting for the prayer, do you need to be um, doing du'a or could you be doing things that are not related to religious stuff? Oh, that's a good question. When a person has gone to the masjid, and they're waiting for the prayer, the congregational prayer to begin, what should they be doing? Well, the entering and being in the Mejid is a sanctified place. It's a sacred place. So it's some, some scholars say it's makru, it's detested. Some say it's haram to, to do things that are worldly in the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rest of the world, you can do it in. But, you know, talking about buying and selling and, and trading and I'm going to come and I'm going to give you a quote and give me a discount and how about I buy your car, how about you sell me your car, Whatever, whatever, what kind of phone I'll oh, talk about technology, talk about this, it should not be done in the masjid. Whether it's makru or haram, it shouldn't be done one way or the other. And the person entering the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it'll come up, it'll come up, but yeah, we should certainly be doing worshipping Allah and the things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala likes, even if it's tafakkur, even if it's just to contemplate. Sayyidina Abu Bakr, Imam Abu Hanifa, Allah because he's ma'roof, he's known, he's famous, he's an imam and he's a scholar. And people want to come and ask him questions. But he used to go to the house of Allah and he used to get burdensome for him. It was too much. People coming and he wanted to worship Allah. So he had a shawl. He used to put it on his head like that and sit in the masjid and worship Allah because there's a different nur. There's a, when you pray, when a person prays, and the brothers will, will, will know, and the sisters who go to places where there's, where there's, there's mosques where ladies can pray will know. It's different. Imagine how many millions and millions and millions and maybe tens of millions of rakat have been prayed in a particular masjid. Imagine how many. Imagine how many dua, how many tears have been shed. And like in New Zealand, how much blood when Allah has even been shed depending on the circumstance. How much sacrifice people have made from their money to, to, to give to the masjid for things to be built or the masjid to be built itself. That's all got an effect. It's all got a light. It's all got a power. It's all got an energy. And when the congregation of that energy and that power and that light all focuses on one point and you're getting into that point, you're getting into that beam of light, then of course your, your actions and your, your, your state and your words are going to be amplified and exemplified because you're, you're going with that, with, that, you know, with that spiritual energy that, that's been going there. So certainly a person should... Should be should have certain things they do when they go to the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the story, man. It's a long time since I've heard it, but yeah, there's some, some specific story about it. That's it. Anywhere, any of the messages, but particularly, I'll have to recount the story, I can't remember. But yeah, that's definitely the case now. That's a question about wudu. So if a person has got wudu and they're sitting upright 
and there's no like partition between their buttocks and the floor, like they're sitting flat on the floor, and they fall asleep, they don't lose their wudu. Yeah. Whether it's in a mosque or anywhere else, that's all right. Amen. All right, so the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's the places where you find Allah. And we've, we've gone through what that is. So that's one of the intentions that we keep, to keep that covenant. To keep that covenant between us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He will never punish us ever, inshallah. Um, so the, th- I think the next one is the third one. We'll just do the first bit here. Abu Niyat with Thalitha, Yanwi, Al Izdiyad, Fima Yatahassar Ahlul Jannati Alayhi, or Ahlul Jannati Alayhi, Fil Miad, Kamaruya, Fi Al Athar, Annahu Kila Li Ibni Abbasin, Rodilata Anhuma, Hal Yatahassar Ahlul Jannati, Ida Dakalu Ha Ala Shay. قال لا يتحسرون إلا على غدو أو روحة أو رواح أو أو روحة إلى المسجد ليت أنهم أزدادوا من ذلك لأنهم كسبوا دخول الجنة والنعيم المقيم. So he says, we'll just do this paragraph, inshallah. Says in the third intention, intend to increase profusely in that which the people of the garden will grieve for. On the promised day, it was narrated in Al Athar, in in An Athar. Remember, we spoke about Athar. We said that it's not Hadith; it's the it's the sayings of the. And sometimes it can be it says here it's the sayings of the companions, but it can also be the sayings of the Prophet of Allah But there's no real sanad. There's no um, uh, the chain of transmission isn't is you know not not clear or it's not very strong. He said it was said to Ibn Abbas his, fa- his father's Al-Abbas, the uncle of the Prophet of Allah, the last person to make hijrah from Mecca to Medina. Will the people of the garden have any regrets after entering it? He said, no, they will not, except in the action of walking to and from the mosque. They will wish they had, be- fulfi- they had fulfilled it more profusely after earning the entry uh, to the gardens and everlasting bliss. So it's pretty straightforward there, right? Raha al Ghadah. So that when, when we hear the, the Habib or Habib Umar in particular, he has a class called the Rauha. Um, Rauha, it's after Asr. In other words, to go and come from the Masjid. Raha al Ghadah min al Masjid. So, because that's what it, what's a person involved in? When they're going to the when when when, you, if, when your company sends you somewhere, right? What what class do they let you fly in the plane? Business. Business. And what are you doing for them when you when you go to the lounge? Everything you do. Everything you eat, it's all paid for. The company will reimburse you or it's tax deductible if it's your own company. Because you're going there for the purpose to benefit the company financially. And it's not that much difference when it's the house. When you're walking to the masjid or driving to the masjid, depending on your circumstance, or riding your bike or catching public transport, you're in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there's another hadith that says, Raha wa ghada ila al-masjid, khayru min dunya wa ma fiha. To go and come from the masjid is better than the earth and everything it contains. So of course, the people of Jannah, and think about it, when you're somewhere with your friends and you're having a good time, and then you get a message, do your mums, do your mums message you or not? Tell me, that's a good one. Yeah, they do. They're like, yeah, yeah. All right. When your mum messages you come now, how do you feel? Disappointed. What did you say? Scared. Oh, okay, let's hope not, but you know. Right, your mum messages says, "Come home. That's enough." Whatever she's saying to you, or your dad, or whatever, you know. Um, how do you feel? You feel you're like you're not happy anymore. You were happy doing what you were doing with whomever it was you were doing it with, 
and now you're not anymore. And so imagine Jannah. Imagine Jannah, where you have no needs whatsoever. All it is is just enjoying yourself the whole time. It's party on the whole time. There's no, no, no need to eat unless you want to eat. You don't get hungry. There's no need to sleep. Why would you want to if you don't need to? There's no need to drink, only if you want to drink. And you can drink alcohol, you can drink, you can drink from the, the milk, you can drink from the honey. And every time you, the alcohol, every time you, get, you drink more, you get more intoxicated, but you get to a higher consciousness, you don't fall over yourself like in this world. So imagine being in that state, and yet there's a regret. There's a regret, that's what they asked him about. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Abbas, Allah Mardanhuma. He said, yeah, they, they regretted not going more and more and coming back and going and coming and going, coming and going, coming from the masjid. Going and coming is it's, it's the best. Because why? You're fi sabirillah. That person who's, who's going and coming, they're in the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, going to the house, the fikana fillah, the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we'll stop there inshallah, and then we'll continue next week. So like I said, every time we just do a bit of revision, and um, the same people are always answering. So next week I'm going to start picking on people to answer. Not picking on them, just picking on them to answer. Don't get nervous, it's alright. Nothing's going to happen. You're just going to get closer to Allah if you know the answer. So just give 10 minutes, 15 minutes between now and next week, inshallah, to revise.